Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Tell us what the carbon tax is. Uh, Catherine, what's the carbon tax uh, charged on? What, 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 where's it applied? Everything. Okay, good. <laughs> good. I just wanted to be sure of that. <laughs> well, what, what do we ever consume that, we do not, that does not have uh, an energy component in it? Uh, I can't think of too much. It's food, all your household goods, uh, construction, uh, any uh, commercial and residential, um, of course, transportation, but of course, transportation tends to be a component of pretty much every other good, unless you're pulling carrots out of your backyard or something. But really, it, it really is the ubiquitous tax. It's everywhere. So, Dan, when the parliamentary budget officer argues, quote, under the federal government's current rebate structure, current rebate structure, most households will still receive more than what they pay for in fuel charges, only not as much as projected last year. I just had this editorial comment, and we know it's not going to stay where it is at $20 per ton. It's going to go up. Uh, what do you say about the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Roy, that's $210 a ton by 2030. And let's make, you know, let's not kid ourselves. That's where they want to go. What bothers me about the PBO, the Parliamentary Budget Officer, is that he, or they, uh, Mr. Yves Giroux, did not do, in my view, a thorough job. For one thing, the year's not over. We received the rebates last April. Why do they not include heating costs right up until April 1st of 2020? That in and of itself should cause some shock to people because we are still going through the cold heating season. And depending where you are in the country, it's been a lot colder uh, than it was, say, over the past couple of years. And so for that reason alone, uh, he's likely to get it wrong. But I think the sloppiness doesn't end there. The Parliamentary Budget Officer refused to look at the secondary effects, which yeah. Catherine, as an economist, quite rightly pointed out. Uh, you know, there isn't anything out there that's not affected on, in a secondary phase in terms of uh, the cascading effect of this arbitrary inflationary effect on the economy. And that, of course, means, uh, most notably, and I think all of your listeners here, Roy, would under- understand this, doesn't matter where you are in the country, grocery prices, among other things. No, you're absolutely right. They haven't factored in all of the impacts. But what strikes me is that this is about the third analysis the Parliamentary Budget Office has, uh, has done. And each time they've done it, the rebate shrinks. Even the, re- the rebate that they claim, which I think most Canadians think is baloney to start with, but even they admit it's shrinking. And there are tax effects because a lot of these get built into prices, and then GST, HST, yeah. or you know whatever your taxes are locally, uh, are applied on top of that. So you got a tax on tax factor. Something else that came out in this, which I thought was not shocking but typical, is this so-called. Remember, it was going to be revenue neutral. This tax yeah. that government wants. Aren't, aren't they all? Yeah, aren't they all? And temporary. Remember, income tax is yes, temporary. Indeed. Um, but they've they've said that it's already raising over a hundred million dollars a year. Uh, because of again, it, it's, it's part of that tax on tax uh, element of it. Because you're taxing, you're you're applying the federal HST, for example, on top of a higher price because it includes the carbon tax. So you know, when, even if you thought carbon tax was an effective way to to deal with, it's basically meant to discourage people from uh, from consuming or to reducing their consumption of, of energy heavy, you know, products, and whether it's travel, whether it's you know things they buy, etc. It's, this is so poorly constructed, even if you were a big fan of the, the, the proper kind of tar- carbon tax, you wouldn't be a fan of this mess, because it's not revenue neutral, 
It is not rebating people according to what they're using. There's an income element in this too, eh? Like if you have income over a certain level, doesn't matter what you do with your carbon consumption, you're not getting a rebate. So there are so many flaws in the construction of this tax. Also, whether it's effective at all, well, so far we know it's not. The BC one, which has been in place longer than any other one in Canada, has already shown it to be ineffective in in, in reducing uh, uh, greenhouse gases. So this thing fails on every score. <laughs> now, Dan, just before you start, I want to just read one more quote. Because what I wanted from you both was to tell us what you see as far as this carbon tax is concerned and what you're hearing from the PBO. Another quote is, most, most households will receive higher transfers than amounts paid in fuel charges. This according to the report. And then quote again, however, by now accounting for the carbon cost embedded in the provincial and federal sales taxes... Fewer households will be categorized as better off on a net basis in comparison with the analysis in the previous report. I read that and my eyes glazed over. Yeah, well, it looks like those at the Canadian Press who ran the story may not have covered the whole thing. And in fact, I think trying to draw from this that somehow this is a positive, this is great, many people benefit for all the reasons that Catherine has listed. And I would also include the fact that if you have more than 3.2 people in your household, you are definitely going to be paying more. Uh, this, uh, unfortunately, is a... Uh, is an analysis that is frankly shocking. I've given a lot of faith and put a lot of stock into what the PBO has done in the past. But, you know, by any measure, they've come up short because I think what they've done here is to try to be more on the trendy side than to deal with actual numbers. And if they were dealing with actual numbers, they certainly would have waited until April the 1st. That way they could have estimated all the total fuel costs of all the provinces, like Ontario, uh, like Manitoba, like Saskatchewan, like New Brunswick, who had the carbon tax imposed on them. I think at that point, it would be legitimate for them to say whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, apart from the fact that, you know, know, surprise, surprise, uh, we've talked about this before, uh, tax on tax, the tax cascading effect, Mm -hmm. something that's been around since 1998. And Roy, you and I, Catherine, many times uh, worked on this. Uh, We gave two Canadians two rebates back in the early 2000s because the federal government, there was a time when they were embarrassed to be collecting money that they didn't earn, that didn't they didn't deserve, and they gave it back to Canadians in the form of energy rebates. Controversy aside, the reality is that no one's contemplating doing that right now, and it looks like the PBO may have un- unwittingly justified the federal government to, uh, as it were, put the screws to Canadians. All right, Catherine, I have 30 seconds. Well, I just want to give one example. Um, Enbridge, who happens to be my gas supplier for my home heating, uh, they have just applied to the regulators for an 11% increase in gas. This gets to Dan's point. They didn't even wait till the winter was over. And just, I've always loved Brad Wall's quote on this, former Saskatchewan Premier. He said, the last time I was promised more than I put in, the offer came from a Nigerian prince. <laughs> I love that line. That is so good. <laughs> That And the other line that he had when the Prime Minister said, well, we're going to take money from your farmers, and then we're going to give it back to them, and Mr. Wall looked across the table with Mr. Trudeau and said, so you're going to take money from the farmers, and then you're going to give it back to them. So my question is, what's the point? Exactly. Roy, we saw this week that the farmers are going to be hit with a 12% increase this year on carbon taxes alone. Now think about that. Yeah. Farmers that are operating on a margin, many across this country, if, if they can even pass it on to consumers, it puts more strain and stress on another sector of the economy, yeah. as if we didn't have enough forestry mining. And exactly. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.